Hey everyone, it's PJ. This is daily podcast number 13. It's been about two weeks since we started this um, as an attempt to encourage your devotional life and your prayer life and to help staying connected, staying engaged with one another, um, and also just kind of keeping you updated on how we are adapting to this evolving situation. And it has been evolving, going from uh, recommendations to stay home to um, executive orders to stay home, and uh, now the statewide uh, shelter in place, uh, only going out for essential services and whatnot. And uh, over the past few days especially, I think you may have been hearing about uh, the discussion or the debate, if you will, about whether church counts as an essential service, uh, whether we as a church have the right to continue gathering and continue to assemble um, together in one, one place and exercise our religious freedom and, and that kind of thing. And I just wanted to clarify something for our church, for, for our members, and even though this could be relevant to any particular church body, um, this is something that I would like our members to know at NCA, uh, that this is where uh, we stand. And the first thing worth just saying outright is, church is essential. And it is true when people say it is our constitutional right to practice religious freedom and our, our freedom of speech. That's like the First Amendment, freedom of expression and religion, and there should be no laws either respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of religion. And um, there is a constitutional right there written in explicitly for us to peaceably assemble. Now, uh, I think you will have a very hard time arguing against that. I, I don't know if people are arguing against that, but uh, that's just to let you know that's there. Okay. But here's the thing. Uh, during this crisis, those of us who are Christians should voluntarily lay down the right to gather physically in one place and opt to hold virtual services instead. Um, why? Not because of government compulsion, but because that is the biblical thing to do. It is biblical to love our neighbors. Uh, it is biblical to keep the sixth commandment and thereby preserve all human life. And so the failure in during this global pandemic where people are, anyone could be carriers, right? You can be asymptomatic and still be a carrier. Um, failure to socially distance and protect one another is really defying the God who commands human flourishing before it is defying the government. Okay. So I, I just want to reiterate, that's what our reasoning is here. It's, it's not so much, is the government saying it's okay? What do we believe the Word of God actually teaches us? And from our point of view, the government is really there to enforce what is good, um, what is justice, what is right. 
And so from the biblical point of view, there's ample reasons uh, to say uh, we ought to, for a season of time, at least during this crisis, COVID-19 crisis, um, forego the, the right that we have to assemble physically and to continue to exercise our religion and our expression, freedom of expression, uh, by virtual means. Uh, the Lord said, right, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So it's his day, not ours. And the question is, what would the Lord of the Sabbath want us to do? And I think Matthew 25, 40 is what, we would, what he would have us do. Truly, I say to you, he says, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Another expression, really, of loving your neighbor as yourself. And that is what's most essential to our faith. Loving God and loving our neighbors. Uh, the greatest commandment is that. Love God and love your neighbors. The greatest commandment is not gather together at the expense of your neighbors. It's to love them. As we have been loved by God, we are to love others. That's what's most essential to our faith. So if we were to practice this and, and apply this to our situation, then uh, to love our neighbor, to love God, means staying home. Staying home as much as possible. It also means uh, not hoarding uh, material possessions or groceries, being generous, like one of our pastors did, uh, just knocking on neighbors' doors and handing out uh, toilet papers. Um, or one of our brothers who dropped by and dropped off a bunch of essential goods to donate to the community food bank. That's what's most essential. And a part of that love is also staying level-headed and following the science and following the medical guidelines coming out of the CDC. All of this contributes to serving our community. So all of this to say, uh, as you hear this debate going on, you know, whether church is an essential service or not, um, it's okay to pay attention to that, but at the same time, understand being deemed essential by the government is not what controls us. 2 Corinthians 5.14 The love of Christ controls us. And in this season, again, the love of Christ looks like worshiping at home, uh, being generous to our neighbors, to our community, praying for our church, praying for our nation, and praying for our world. Until the day that we will gather again, we will congregate around the Lord's table and partake of the supper again, we would sing together again. We would embrace one another again. Uh, and it would be joyous. Until then, let's yearn for that day. Let's long for that day. And let's hope for that day uh, with all eagerness. And let's be patient. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you at the community group tonight. Especially for those of you who are in the Decatur area and... I also look forward to worshiping with you again on Sunday. 
and we'll be posting the the worship music and the children's lesson and the rest of the service separately um, and make it a bit more accessible to parents and also a bit easier to upload onto Facebook Live and to share that with all of you and to also better the quality um, of everything. So, yeah, and I'll look forward to seeing you guys then. Until then, take care.